It's time now for the complete story with Rich Bot, a public news and information feature of Bot Radio Network to keep you informed about the most important issues of our day. Now, here is Rich Bot with today's complete story. Friends, have you ever been to the Holy Land? Have you ever been to the land of the Bible? Have you ever visited Israel? Well, we're going to be talking about that today with two very important guests, and uh, I'm really excited about today's program. Our longtime friend, Omer Eshel, is in the studio right here at Bot Radio Network, and he was with the Israeli Ministry of Tourism at the Israeli Consulate for the whole Midwest region of the United States, headquartered in Chicago. But now he is back in Israel and helping to provide tours all across the Holy Land, and especially study tours. And we're going to find out a little bit more about what that means. And Omer, welcome to the Bot Radio Network audience. Shalom, and thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being here. Also, our manager for all of Southwest Missouri and Northwest Arkansas, Mana Stafford. Mana, welcome back to the Bot Radio Network microphone. Oh, thank you, sir. I'm so pleased to be here. Our listeners in Springfield and Branson and uh, Fayetteville, Arkansas, they're all going to be very familiar with your voice. Yes. But some of our other markets uh, don't know about you, and you have a long uh, history in Branson, coordinating a lot mm. of the tourism and the travels and the tours taking place to Branson, Missouri. Isn't that oh, right? Oh, yes, sir. Many, many years in Branson. I love it there. And uh, a lot of our listeners right now that are listening have been to Branson. If they haven't, they want to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you also have a heart and a love for Israel. Oh, my goodness. My entire life, my whole family. I mean, we love Israel. Um, all my life I wanted to go. I got to go for the first time in 2009 as the guest of the Israeli Ministry of Tourism and representing Bot Radio. And so that just that changed my life. In 2009, I've been uh, four times now. So you are going to be coordinating our very first inaugural Bot Radio Network tour to Israel. Oh, my goodness. Can you even imagine? I would have never imagined on that first trip that I would get to to do this. And so I'm just honored. I'm thrilled. And and it's coming together really, really well. All right. Now, you have just a few places left on that. It's in June, is that right? It's in June, June the 2nd through the 11th. We do have some openings left, uh, and I'll give you more information about that. But uh, the tour is almost full. We've limited it this time to a small group. Mm -hmm. Well, this is our inaugural tour. So if you'd like to go to Israel with a small group of people that really love the Lord Mm -hmm. and are there to study His Word and to see where these events actually took place, is there a phone number people can call? Yes, you can call our Springfield office. Uh, We have an office in Springfield and also an office in Branson, but we're coordinating out of Springfield. And that phone number is 417-864-0901. Very easy, 417-864-0901, and we'll be happy to mail out a packet to you. And this very first tour actually leaves out of Springfield, Missouri. Yes, it does. We'll depart out of Springfield. And Mm -hmm. you're setting the pattern. This is like our prototype. Yes, yes. So you get to be one of the first. But helping us with this tour is Mr. Omer Eschel, our other guest. And uh, Omer, thank you for being with us here in the studio. Tell us now about... You, you live in Israel, yes. and did you, were you born in Israel? I'm a fourth generation in Israel. 
Does that mean you're a Sabra? Oh, yes. Yes, uh-huh. yes, 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 yes. Okay. Then I understand a Sabra is is a, a type of a cactus that grows natively, wildly. They're in Israel, and it has kind of a dual meaning. It means rough on the outside, sweet on the inside. <laughs> absolutely. And yes. it's also a native-born <laughs> Israeli. That's correct. Yeah, absolutely. You have it all right. <laughs> Down at Lake of the Ozarks, where we have a radio station, there's a Camp Sabra. And uh, that's how I happened to learn about that. Mm-hmm. And then when I visited Israel, I actually saw Sabra. Um, I was at the Golan Heights is where I, where I saw Sabra, actually. But so you were born in Israel. Tell us about your life and, and the work that you do. Well, I was born in uh, Jezreel Valley. So uh, my, the view from my window was the Palace of Jezebel and the battleground of Gideon and Deborah and... Of course, mm-hmm. later on, it's in, in you know, in time, it's going to be the revelation over there. It's uh, the Battle of Armageddon. It's mm-hmm. the same valley. So I grew up in a very, very biblical-oriented family, mm-hmm. very Bible-oriented family. And uh, when I got back home to Israel, I uh, decided to move with my family to the Ella Valley, where David slew Goliath. Oh, yes. Yeah. So when you look for my bedroom window, you can see those pebbles. I'm not saying I'm going to throw any one of those, but uh, it's definitely there. five smooth stones yes, from sir. the from the riverbed my goodness well so you 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 lived in chicago though for a while yes i was uh, the council of tourism in chicago and i was in charge of promoting tourism to israel on behalf of the israeli government mm-hmm. and something that you know that i found that the lord had a an intention for me is i was able to bring the bible to life mm-hmm. in uh, lectures and in presentations because things that i take for granted because i live in israel other people don't because they don't live in Israel. So I, I can give you a small example. You know, when people think about the scene of the nativity, they think of a little, you know, wooden hut, kind of like a Swiss-style uh, chalet. But it's not. It was a cave. Mm-hmm. Because in Israel, you don't have these Swiss-looking kind of villages. It's caves. So when uh, when I was in, in Chicago, we made a TV series by the name The Bible Comes to Life, and it was accepted by across all denominations. So when I got back home to Israel, I said, you know, my, my calling is to open a Bible center uh, to promote the Word of God, and that's what we do. Well, Bot Radio Network is all about getting the Word of God into the people of God, and that has the power to change lives. That has the power to change hearts, and so we thank God for that. But there's nothing better than actually being in the land of Israel where you you have a chance to see where these events actually took place. And the, the Bible really does come alive in a whole new way uh, when you have a chance to see it and smell it and experience it and feel it and realize that this is the same place where these biblical um, accounts, you know, I don't even like to call them stories mm-hmm. because a story can be fiction, but what happened in the Bible actually happened. And then you can go to the place where that happened. Like you said, David and Goliath. Absolutely. So what a thrill. Now, you also, when I met you before, I, I came to know that you were very interested in, in archaeology and some of the new discoveries uh, that are taking place in Israel. Tell us some of the things that people can see when they go to Israel and some of the new things that maybe weren't available before. Well, I'm going to tell you about a new thing that, that it's, it's not a recent discovery. However, it's, it's, a, it's a recent uh, uh, um, uh, restoration of the Ministry of Antiquity. Uh, the mighty city of Lachish. Uh, 
Uh, you know, when people speak about Lachish, it's it's something that you know people. It's, it's not it's not those very famous places. It's not Megiddo. It's not Jerusalem. It's not Shi, uh, Shiloh. It's it's a city that people don't really remember what it's about. But it used to be the second largest city in Judea, after Jerusalem. If you compare that to to today's uh, 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 geographical uh, information, it's going to be it's like Jerusalem and Tel Aviv. So Lachish was Tel Aviv of Judea. And Akish was destroyed in a mighty battle with Sennacherib. Uh, in his palace in Nineveh, in Iraq, there was beautiful uh, uh, templates that you can see today in the British Museum describing the destruction of the city of Lachish. Mm. Today you can go and see remains of that battle because you can see arrowheads. Mm. And you can see how the, how the Israelites build a ramp against the, Babylon- and against the Assyrians and try to push them back. You can see how fierce of a battle it was. And you can truly understand why Jerusalem received the name the internal city because Lachish actually in a way because Lachish was destroyed and Sennacherib was not able to destroy uh, 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 Jerusalem. We know that from Isaiah, of course, and from Hezekiah. He tried to uh, glorify his own name by using Lachish. However, Mm -hmm. Jerusalem was not destroyed. So that's why Jerusalem is the Mm -hmm. internal city. And today in in study tours, you can go and you can see those mighty gates of the people of Judea on the eve of the destruction, what and 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 th- you can feel their last feeling of of n- thinking that the kingdom of Judea is going to be destroyed, and in the back of their mind they hear echoing the word of the prophet, "Be comforted, my people." This is one of the new discoveries that you can visit. I have to tell you this experience. Uh because this was really profound for me. On my very first trip to Israel, I was with a small group, and we entered the uh, in Caesarea, this beautiful amphitheater that was built by Caesar. Herod, uh, uh-huh. by King Herod. Uh-huh. King Herod uh-huh. built and called and, and to honor Caesar. It's called Caesarea, mm-hmm. but this beautiful amphitheater right on the edge of the Mediterranean Sea, and it was kind of late in the afternoon, and the sunlight was shining on the beautiful Mediterranean Sea, and we were just taking in the beauty. Our tour guide was sharing with us about this place where we were, and this group of people came across the stage, and then they sat down to the lower left-hand side, and we realized that that's Chuck Smith (laughs) from uh, Costa Mesa, California, (laughs) with a group, and they started to have a Bible study and sing praise songs. And then we looked up, and there was another group coming across the stage, and they were from either Japan or Korea or some other place in the Far East, and they started singing the exact same song, but in their language. And I thought, isn't that beautiful? Only in Israel, people from the opposite sides of the world come together in their own language to worship and praise the Lord together. So um, that's just one of the special things that happens in Israel. You know, you look at the prophecy of Isaiah, and he said, many people shall come and say, let us go up to the house of the Lord. Mm -hmm. That's exactly the fulfillment of the prophecy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, and you know what? They also say, we go up to Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. And you have to understand, and it didn't really resonate with me until I was there, that Jerusalem is up on, on a high uh, part of land. So regardless of where you are in Israel, you're always going up to mm-hmm. Jerusalem, right? It's not a north-south thing, but it's a lower to, to upper. Right. You know, there was a discovery uh, uh, that was made in 2014. They actually found the street that led between the Pool of Siloam all the way up to the temple. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, when, when we read the book of Psalms and we read the book of Ascents, for many pastors that I spoke to, they said it's ascending spiritually to a higher ground, but... 
It, yes, it's ascending spiritually, yes, but it's also physically. Mm-hmm. Because the Pool of Siloam is at the bottom. It, when, you, when, you, when you take down all the buildings, it, it is the, the bottom of Temple Mount. Mm-hmm. So when you say, I lift my eyes up to the hills where my salvation comes, that's the house of God. Now, uh, Omer, uh, dealing with current events here today, uh, we are, are very excited that President Trump has recently uh, declared that we are going to be moving the uh, U.S. Embassy from Tel Aviv to the capital of Jerusalem, which uh, of Israel, which is Jerusalem, and uh, so we're we're very excited about that. And I assume that the people of Israel are very welcoming to that idea as well. Of course, of course. Yeah. So we're we're very thankful. Now, Mana, you've yes, been sir. to Israel several times. Yes, sir. And. Each time you text back these wonderful oh. reports of the, your experiences, <laughs> yes. how has the Lord spoken to you when you've been in Israel? Well, I would just say this: once once you've been there, and I and I, everyone that I talk to who who has been there, all you can think about after that is how do I get back there? Uh-huh. How, what can I do? Who can I take? How can I figure this out? I've got to go again. And for me, it was the dream of a lifetime. Absolutely. My whole family. I can I can remember in my family, my grandmother would, uh, she wouldn't just say the word Jerusalem. She'd whisper the word Jerusalem. She was so in awe of Israel. And so it was a dream come true for me to go the first time. And then after that, each time I felt even stronger about about being there. And now, I mean, this tour that we're going to do in June, I absolutely cannot wait. I think about it day and night. I'm studying constantly. I'm making sure that everything that's possible to, to do to make it perfect is being done, you know. And so um, um, Israel feels like home to me, Mr. Rich. I mean, it feels like being home. I can almost smell the air now as we talk about mm. it. And and I can't tell you the number of people who have been calling, and some of them in tears. How how did it help your understanding of the Bible? Oh, my goodness. I mean, to, to actually see the land and see the people. Of course, I mean, in 2,000 years, it's changed tremendously uh, in a lot of different ways, but it's still the land, you know, and it's still, it's still God's people there. You know, they've come back since 1948, which is another miracle that we could talk about. But uh, this is the 70th year, the anniversary of that happening. And so I don't take any part of going there for granted. I savor every minute. Now, Omar, when people go to Israel, uh, there's always a question now, how safe is it? And, of course, it's very safe. I, I like to tell people that it's much, much safer than if you were to go visit New York, Chicago, or Los Angeles. It's a, yes. There's tremendous security all over the place. And you were sharing with us that the, the, uh, the tourism, the number of visitors is at an all-time high. Yes, sir. It's, it's the record year since the establishment of the state of Israel. So our biggest problem right now in Israel is to find a hotel room. Mm-hmm. 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 So it's a great time to go yes, if you have a group that's already got their reservations. Yes, absolutely. And so that's what we're Which helping. Which we do. Which we Which do. We do. <laughs> what's what's <laughs> the phone number again, Mana, if the people want to find out The phone number is uh, our Springfield office, and that's 417-864-0901. 864 now, Mana, you have been sharing with me uh, the work that you've been doing with Omer Eschel to make sure that this particular mm-hmm. tour goes to the very best places that are spiritually 
uplifting and very meaningful. Uh, and like you said, Omer, it's a study tour. Yes. But, but tell us about some of the places that, that we'll be going and, and what they'll have a chance to see. Well, you know, uh, I've been comparing this tour to a lot of other tours and, and of course, the tours that I've already been on. And, and what I wanted to do and what uh, we wanted to do at Bot Radio is to make sure that what we are doing is meaningful. You know, there's tours and then there's tours, Omar. You know that. I mean, you can, you can stretch a tour out. You can make it last as long as you want to. And you can do a lot of things which are not really biblical. Um, and uh, we have been sure to not do that. We've been very sure to not do that. We're going to be going to um, Capernaum. We're going to Caesarea. We're going to uh, Tiberias. We'll be staying three nights in Tiberias and using that as a hub. And then we'll be going, we'll be going up to uh, the Golan Heights. Uh, we're going to sail in the Sea of Gal- Galilee. We're going to Megiddo, up to the top of Megiddo. We're going to Masada. I mean, we're going to we're going to float in the Dead Sea. We're going to have fun. Will you have a chance to be baptized in the Absolutely. River Jordan? Absolutely. We're going to do a baptismal uh, in the River Jordan. And, um, you know, I have a lot of people who ask me that when they call. We have a lady who's going to have her 75th birthday in Israel, and her, her the only— uh, main request that she has is to be baptized in the Jordan, so we have promised her that. Uh, We have a gentleman who's going to have his 80th birthday in Jerusalem. I mean, these people are excited. This and there's is, young people, too. Oh, uh, we've got teenagers going, too. So we've, we've got from, right now, we've got from age uh, 13 to 80 on this tour of about 45 people. We're going to limit it to 45 people. So now You mentioned Capernaum, and there yes. in Capernaum, you can see the the site where the, where the temple was, where yes. Jesus taught in the temple. Mm-hmm. And then you can see where Peter's house was. Mm-hmm. And you can see where all of these events actually took place. And then it gives you a better perspective when, when it talks about Jesus teaching in the temple and then going to Peter's house and healing his mother. You realize, oh, well, that's just a short walk. It's, it's very close. And it would be a natural journey to go from the temple to Peter's house. Right, right. We're going to spend several days in Jerusalem. I mean, we're doing all of the most important things there. Uh, We'll be going to the Garden of Gethsemane. We'll see the Pool of Siloam. We'll be going to the um, the city of David to see the movie there, and that's new, Omar. I've not, yeah, that's something that's that's very new. Um, And you know, I have a lot of the ladies who ask me about shopping because shopping in Israel is famous. I mean, it's very famous. I, I, right now, I've got on several pieces of jewelry from Israel. And so there, there's good shopping. But, but what we've tried to do is we have tried to, uh, to uh, connect our tour to the Bible. And as we go, we'll be talking about what you're seeing and where it's at in the Bible and what the stories are surrounding that site. And um, the other thing that I wanted to mention is— um, we're going to be doing things like uh, the Wailing Wall. If you've not been there, there is no more powerful place really in the world. You you can go up on the Temple Mount. We'll be doing that. We're also going to Bethlehem. And people are so surprised when they realize that you can actually see Bethlehem from Jerusalem. I'll never forget the first time I saw that. I didn't realize that close, Omar. I thought, you know, it was further than that. So um, there's surprises around every corner on this visit. It, there really are. One of the things I think that people will be in shock, and I, I want to piggyback on what you just said about the, the, how close Bethlehem is. Yes. If you remember in the Bible, when Joseph and Mary was trying to find a place to stay in Jerusalem because mm-hmm. of the pilgrimage, mm-hmm. like today in Israel, there was no hotel room. So right. they found a way to Bethlehem. Mm-hmm. 
Now, if they found a way to Bethlehem and Mary was nine months pregnant, it's close. Yes. But these are things that, you know, when we read today in church or in synagogue, we, we, don't, we, don't, we don't pay attention to that. But that, that we, we, we put the Bible in our own eyes, and that, gains, that brings us a profound understanding of the Word. Right, and, and just like how the, uh, the wise men came from the east, and they came to Herod in Jerusalem, and then they, they realized, well, it's, it's in Bethlehem. It's just like turn left and go a, a few more miles and you're there. Pass the Starbucks on the left side. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, um, what uh, are some of the—we talked a little bit about this, but some of the new discoveries, uh, some of the archaeological finds. And you, you said that this is a study tour. Uh, so this isn't like a, like a vacation. Uh, this is like a study tour where, where you're going to be— digging into the Bible and digging into the ground and seeing where these things took place. I mean, it's not like an archaeological tour where you're going to be actually digging, but you're going to be seeing the sites uh, where this took place. You know, it, it's yes, but there's actually going to be real digging. Now, oh, when I, s- I didn't know that. The, the, uh, our our uh, Travel and Education Center is one of the uh, biggest supporters of the largest sifting project in the history of Israel that... Uh, 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 this is not i, I got to share with our listeners. In 1999, the Islamic authorities in Temple Mount tried to erase memories of the temple. Oh, I remember that. And they dumped about 800 tons of debris into the Kidron Valley and said, okay, we erased the memory. Now, this is how the Lord works. We cannot do any excavation inside Temple Mount because that's gonna, we're going to see four horsemen flying above us if we're mm-hmm. going to do that. But God brought the mountain to us. <laughs> So we scoop up everything, and we brought it to a place called the Tsurim Valley, and our group there is going to actual sift remains of the temple, and you will find remains of the temple. You're going to find uh, small pieces of pottery that was used in the temple. You will find mosaic. You will find pieces of Roman glass. Now, this is not something that the, the, the Ministry of, of, uh, of Antiquity uh, hid in there. These are real Artifacts. I cannot tell you you keep any of those. No. no. But uh, you can definitely. You can def- take a photograph. You can take a photograph of what you find. We're Absolutely. going to be doing that. Catch and release. Catch yeah. and release. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Mana, yes. tell us more. Okay. Well, that was something that we uh, we were hoping to get to include, and because of Omar's connections, we were able to do that. And so I'm I'm thrilled with that. We're going to go through uh, Hezekiah's tunnel. Did you get to do that, Mr. No. Rich? You, you didn't do that? Oh, my goodness. Hezekiah's Tunnel, the, the kids love that. Well, we all love that. You, yeah. could, you can either go through the wet part if you're very adventuresome, or you can go through the dry part. I went through the dry part. <laughs> but the kids, the teenagers. <laughs> well, for people that don't know, tell, yes. them, tell us the significance of Hezekiah's Tunnels. What happened at Hezekiah's Tunnels? Okay. Omar, you're well, the expert. <laughs> well, Hezekiah is the one who built the Pool of Siloam. Yes. He's the first one who built the Pool of Siloam. It's not the exact same pool when Jesus healed the blind, because the pool where Jesus healed the blind was built on top of Hezekiah's uh, pool, because that pool, if you remember, was destroyed by Nebuchadnezzar. Mm-hmm. So when you walk today at the at the, uh, the Hezekiah's tunnel, that's actually bringing the water from the Gihon Spring, where Solomon was crowned, all the way to the pool that Hezekiah built, which is the Pool of Siloam. And Hezekiah did it because of that siege of Sennacherib. He said, and the Bible clearly quotes that, the Bible says that, that King Hezekiah says, why would the king of Assyria come and find many waters? So what he did, he diverted the natural flow of the spring from, from, from uh, flowing eastbound to westbound. 
And today you can actually walk at that water factory that King Hezekiah did and save the city. My goodness. It's amazing. It's just amazing. Uh, Everybody loves that. That's something that they just love to do. Well, I wanted to mention something else while we're talking about uh, Hezekiah's Tunnel. Um, We're going to go through the rabbinical tunnels, Mm -hmm. which is under the Wailing Wall. We get to do that. That is fantastic. Not every tour does that. No, and we're going to try. I'm going to try to. The head archaeologist over there is a good friend of mine. So Mm -hmm. we'll try to get the behind the scene uh, entry. Oh, good. That's going to be awesome. Awesome. That is one. I I wasn't even going to mention that because (laughs) I didn't. I didn't know if that was on the agenda, but Uh that is a very, very special Mm -hmm. thing that you'll have a chance to do. Yeah, we're going to get to do that. We're going to the Burnt House. Mm -hmm. Did you get to go? Have you been to the Burnt House? I don't know about that. Well, uh, a very famous archaeologist named Halal Giva excavated that, and it so happens that his wife is our tour guide. Ruti Giva. She is one of the finest in the country and very hard to get. She's very much in demand, but uh, she is a Jewish archaeologist, and she knows she she brings a flavor to the tour that that you really can't get any other way. Uh, when you go to like uh, Qumran, where the Dead Sea Scrolls were found, and and she does the lecture there, and then um, I believe that Halal is going to actually lecture at the Broad Wall which he excavated also. He excavated the burnt house and the broad wall. So we have so many things in this tour that you just won't find. You haven't mentioned the garden tomb. We will be there. We'll be at the garden tomb. Absolutely. And Tell us about the garden, too. Oh, my goodness. It is such an incredible experience. And, you know, everybody has their uh, opinions. Uh, some say um, the Church of the Holy Sepulchre, of the Holy Sepulchre mm-hmm. is, is the right spot. I personally don't think so. I mean, I've been there every time now. But uh, the garden tomb, I think, does fit the biblical description. Seems to fit. And if it wasn't the same place, it was a place very similar Very to close. This. It has to be very close. And, and not yes. only can you see the garden tomb and where the, where the, where the stone would have been rolled away, right. but you can also see the place of the skull. Exactly. It's very clear to me. The face of the skull is so clear. I must have a thousand photographs. I couldn't stop photographing it because it was so impactful, so powerful. Golgotha. Yeah, it's right there. I mean, you can see it right in front of you. And then on top of it is a Muslim cemetery. And and it's like a bus stop or something. I want to circle back to something else that you said earlier. Also, the city of David. Mm -hmm. And that is a fairly recent uh, discovery, an archaeological dig, Mm -hmm. where, where they're discovering the city of David and and actually some of the the palace and you can imagine where he maybe would have been when he saw Bathsheba and all mm-hmm. of that all of that took place right there in the city of David. You know, when you're going to be at the the, the basement of that palace, which we will going to be in the basement mm-hmm. of the palace. Imagine how many stories of the Bible you're going to visit. You say just now David and Bathsheba, mm-hmm. the trial of the babies of Solomon, mm-hmm. the consultation of Hezekiah mm-hmm. with Isaiah before mm-hmm. uh, uh, the, the, the attempt of the, of the attack by, by the Assyrians. prophet Nathan when he said, thou mm-hmm. art the man. Mm-hmm. Art exactly. The man. I mean, you're going to see, I think, uh. like three quarters of the Bible just in one room. And yes. it's... It is absolutely amazing. And when you're going to go up there, this is, uh, you know, the city of David give me, give me goosebumps. It really mm-hmm. does. One of the amazing stories is, you know, uh, 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 I was there with my daughter, uh, my oldest daughter, about uh, two weeks ago. And we spoke about Absalom. 
mm-hmm. and about the fact that that David fled from Absalom and ran up to the Mount of Olives, which is right next to the city of David, mm-hmm. and then Mephibosheth came in, well, the, uh, the, uh, uh, the, the uh, uh, family member of Mephibosheth was cursing him, come mm-hmm. out the man of blood. Mm-hmm. And I said to my daughter, I, I was there with my six-year-old daughter, and I, and I, and I felt uh, uh, the betrayal of David, that he felt how his son betrayed him. Mm. And when you are there, you feel the, the, the human story. The, the, what, what came through his mind mm. as he's going up and he's getting these, these insultments. And this is what I'm saying that the Bible comes to life because yes. you're really going to connect there. Because God works through ordinary people, and these are flesh and blood people that God was working through, and then they had their own own problems and their own willfulness, and just like all of us do, but it's just such a wonderful place, the land of Israel. We just have a few minutes left here, but uh, uh, Omer, uh, tell us, you said something about the Bible comes to life, and there's a travel and education center and a website. Tell us about that. Well, the Bible Comes to Life is in, in the States would be called more of a travel ministry. Uh, it's the whole idea is an online education platform for churches all over the world, uh, China, uh, Turkey, Indonesia, for them to be able to go and receive uh, biblical information. Uh, when you go to the website, everything is free of charge whether to download. Uh, and uh, every month we produce new movies about latest archaeological discoveries. We have articles over there where professors write in our, in our uh, uh, website. And we have travel ministry uh, partners such as Voice of Hope that they use our uh, uh, movies and our presentation and translate to Arabic and broadcast that to Syrian refugees across the border. Mm. My goodness. Well, we're running out of time, and there's so much that we would uh, we would love to be able to share. Uh, Mana, uh, this, this trip is going to be in June, the first part of June, and uh, Lord willing, there's going to be another one in October. October. And the last of October. One. Bigger. But for mm-hmm. this inaugural Bot Radio Network tour to Israel, what's the phone number where people can call for more information? The phone number is in the Springfield office and it's 417-864-0901. 417-864-0901. Or that itinerary is also on our Facebook page, Bot Radio Network's Facebook page, and it's also going to be on our website. That's right. Well, folks, that's all the time we have. Omer Eschel, thank you for being with us, sir. God bless you. And Mana, thank you for coming up from Springfield to be with us to share with our entire Bot Radio Network listening audience. My honor and pleasure, sir. If you've never been to Israel, folks, plan to go, and now's the time. Thank you. Thank you.